Hello, everybody. Hey, Keith. Good to, good to have you back, man. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> everybody went out. Like, you went out. Like, Malak went out. But she she's okay now. So, hopefully, you know, we'll be hearing from her. She has a big announcement coming soon. And she's like, I'm going to bring it to your show. So, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to hear that. But anyway. Okay. I am waiting for my other guest to wake up. So as soon as she joined and, you know, I'll add her. But again, so I think I mentioned something to you offline that there was a uh, there's a pregnant woman shot today in D.C., right? Yeah. She was shot and a, and a guy also, but she was shot and killed. Um, thank goodness they did save the baby. They saved the child. And you know, people are furious, right? I get it. A lot no, of people. Wait a minute, you know, I'm 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 a little lost because I'm you know I'm down here in Baltimore, so I don't really get DC news. So was this a police involved shooting? No, no, okay. not. you would have heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And again, we're not we're not laughing at the loss of life. We were right, just, no. we're saying, you know, if it was anything police involved, yeah, every it would have been worldwide with you know a pregnant okay. woman getting shot but unfortunately okay, i'm sorry so yeah give us the details i'm sorry i, I, I don't know no, about it, it. it's fine um this afternoon it was early afternoon and um she was in southeast dc and she was shot and she wasn't from what, what it appears she wasn't wasn't the intended target she was in a car with a guy you know so it looks like wrong place wrong time that type of deal but she was shot anyway so the media has put out pictures of the two uh shooters and of course um two young black males mm -hmm. and of course their face wrapped up, but you know, you can, you can tell the, and, and I hate to say the usual suspects, but yeah. that's what it is. And, and with look with long rifles, one would uh, look like an AK 47. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp on uh, where they're getting the guns from and things like that. But people, you know, cause I follow, um, you know, different, I'm not going to say news outlets, but I follow some social media accounts that are very good at reporting. You know, they're very unbiased. You already know mm -hmm. I can't stand the media, but okay. they were reporting that, you know, like, unfortunately, the baby was saved. But they're asking people, they're kind of like, OK, we fed up with this. What do we do? Well, how many times how many times can we be fed up with this? It's happening. Right. The 10 year old girl that was killed. Uh, maybe I think it was maybe a month ago here, you know, mm -hmm. by gunfire. Ten years old. You heard a bit about it. Maybe you didn't up there, right? But it's like, okay, so we we're desensitized to the crimes and we we basically say the same thing. We look for somebody to blame and we go, it's the police fault. Well, they should have had the police around. Well, you know that. Well, when the police are around, why the hell y'all in our neighborhood? Y'all so you know. We're being oppressed by police. And I said this, people that were pushing that defund the police, all that, you know, garbage the last couple of years, the areas that it hurt the most were our most vulnerable citizens, the yeah. kids, yeah. the senior citizens, and the neighborhoods that they can't get out. You mm -hmm. 
it made no sense whatsoever, right? You passed all these new bills to make it harder for police to do their job. All these states' attorneys and, you know, and I'm not afraid to say it, these, that had these liberal agendas passed all these things. Oh, they're juveniles. They, they're babies. They can't, no, they don't they know any difference. Right. right, right, right. So they don't hold anybody accountable anymore, um, and especially juveniles. And you, we already discussed this. It looks like most of the crime is happening is with juveniles now, yeah. young adults. And it's like, well, what do, at this point, we already said, okay, it, there are things that need to be changed. But also, where do we hold ourselves as black people accountable? Why do we love the ghetto mentality so much? And then if you don't, you're looked at as square you right. know yeah or, or the next target <laughs> exactly so ah that's a good question yeah um of course I, I i'm on both sides because i'm black and i was blue you know and and that's the part that you understand as well you know you're a black man which is even you know i, I still think you know you you're still at risk you know, when you don't have that uniform on, you know, you can be a target of police. You can be a target of your the neighborhood, the environment you're in. Anything can happen. And it's our black men are here. Perp- I hate to say it, but it's most mostly our black men, our young black men being the perpetrators. And it's our young black men that are also the victims. And now, but you've seen it, even females it, it, back in our day, women, women didn't get shot and killed like this. They didn't get caught up in, in, in all these these and it's not even uh, now I understand domestics okay that's different but these are either randoms or targeted you know acts of violence and women and children have been you know increasingly becoming victims of this so yeah we see it down here in Baltimore too um it's kind of one of those things where Kenny is I don't know if anybody knows but we started this curfew down here have you heard about this bogus curfew that we have in Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I, the curfew is not really a curfew because if they get caught outside, they really don't have to go with the police if they don't want to. And then because you don't want to have police interaction and make it an enforcement action, they have volunteers. They have civilian volunteers who are supposed to go up to these groups of juveniles because you can't approach it. It's supposed to be a group of 10, ten or more. So you want a civilian that's not trained to go up to a group of juveniles who you don't know if they're violent, disrespectful or what, committing crimes or whatever they may be or may not be doing and approach them and tell them to leave the area, go home or go to this juvenile center that they've set up for (laughs) violators. Now, the children can also say, I don't want to go to the center. And the police is supposed to say, okay, no problem. What is this? Have a nice night. How do you have a law or an ordinance that you can't even enforce? But this is the joke that we're dealing with. Our government is a joke. Our city officials are jokes. And I don't care who doesn't like what I'm saying. Like, I don't live in D.C., but if you guys are dealing with the same thing we're dealing with down here, the, 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 the nonsense that these politicians are putting out just to say they're doing something, yeah, which is absolutely nothing, yeah. is sickening. Yeah. And, and again, I keep saying... We we are the victims. Black people are the victims. I mean, yeah, you have your mass shootings. We get that. White folk get killed all the time across America. But 
Not like disproportionately, it's us. And like you said, the, the, the accountability, what it seems to be, we are desensitized because we know that it's our cousins, our nephews, the, the, you know, our, our neighbor's son. And we see this little kid growing up and becoming a thug or becoming this, this hardcore, you know, he start, starts off becoming a delinquent juvenile. Next thing you know, he's a young adult committing adult crimes, heinous crimes, violent crimes. And we say nothing. We do nothing. There's no intervention. And we keep on and we keep on electing these same politicians, these same do nothing politicians. So if you talk about accountability, I don't know in what sense you mean, because, of course, I'm not I mean, I'm at a point now, even as an ex-cop, I'm sorry, retired cop. I'm not going to go and deal with somebody's badass kid. I'm over it. I'm telling you. <laughs> right. I my job. Right. Because these right. kids will turn around. Right. They, they will turn around and harm me. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just not in a position to do that. So what do we do? We elect politicians to try to set up laws and put things in place to protect us. But these same politicians repeatedly, I mean, especially in Baltimore, how many how many mayors have we gone through that have been indicted in the last <laughs> five years? All of them? Right. And I'm sorry to right. say, I don't know how much longer Brandon Scott has before something comes across on him. I don't know. There's already rumors out there. So, and he's, and he, and honestly, I was, I had a little, I, I was hoping the best for him, but I'm no longer. Because uh, I'm I, seeing that he's doing nothing. And it's, it's unfortunate because people looked up to him. And he was that young mayor. They've been like, okay, finally, you know, we got some youth in the city. He understands the streets. He understands the citizen of Baltimore. You know, he's, he's hungry. He's youthful. He's young. Yeah. And it, it's a wah, wah, wah. Uh, yeah. It didn't work. It's, it's the same. Nothing. It's the same in DC. It's the same. Um, the elected officials, most of them that wanted to pass all this decriminalization stuff and lowering the penalty on crime, like they really had this bill. They wanted to lower the penalty on carjackings, um, crimes of violence and things like that. Like they really went hard on that. And luckily wow. that passed. Congress, it, it took an act of Congress to send it back because, you know, a lot of Congress people live in D.C. and they're like, whoa. No, 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 no. We're not gonna we're not gonna let y'all be this stupid. And the reason they wanted to do it is again, we have an agenda. The agenda I is know. I need votes. So what is the what is the catchphrase now? Everything is uh, liberal. Everything is uh -huh. you know the criminalization. Everything is we want to be soft, you know, we want to be inclusive. And you can be all things. And have law and order because it is now to the point where I look back again, I look back at, at stats in DC and I just remember the year. And I think I mentioned this on the previous show. I don't know if it was 2011 or 2009 or 10. We only had 92 homicides for the whole year. And hmm. the whole department was super proud of that, right? And of course, there are 92 deaths, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Compared to. We already and what, what was it? What was it before? What was it? What was your highest? What, what, what were you guys looking at? Way back uh, before I even got to the department, they had three and four hundred. So they were right looking at with us. Yeah, Baltimore, right? But but it 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 kind of you know went down because what happened was they let us police. We had police commissioners mm -hmm. that let us police in D.C. at a point because they were like. Mm -hmm. I'm more worried about the crime than I am about the vote and who likes me, who's going to vote for me. And that's what I said. We we get the black males can be targets of police. I get that. 
right? right? I get that. But I also see what's going on in the neighborhoods day to day. Compared to the black males that are targets that, that have been, and I hate even say targets of the police, compared to the black men who unfortunately may lose their lives at the hands of an officer, because we don't, because sometimes it's justified, but yeah. look at how many are losing their lives every day at the hands of each other. And, yeah. you know, so we, you, you say you guys had night in the nineties, our lowest time, the lowest homicide rate I can recall in my 26 years was a it was in the one eighties and we were celebrating one eighty. We were finally O'Malley? under, we were, we were under 200 for the first time in, I don't know how long. Was that under O'Malley? It was under O'Malley and it was under Commissioner uh, BFL and uh, what's the other, uh, the deputy commissioner, um, Barksdale. Yeah, when you said O'Malley, you know. Yep. They had they had that crime plan and it was back when, like you said, before the consent decree, because Baltimore was under consent decree. So their hands are kind of tied in certain in certain things that we used to be able to do as far as enforcement. So our hands are tied, but pre-consent decree, pre-Freddie Gray, yep. you know, they were out there getting the guns legitimately. Yep. They were out there, you know, guys were legitimately, I hate to say fearful of the police, but there was a level of fear that they knew that if they got caught, there's going to be some consequences. Now, yep. there's no fear. There's no consequences. The juveniles don't fear police. Adults don't fear police. Nobody respects the police anymore because the citizens now feel like they're unprotected. Like the police have just put their hands up and said, you know what? We can't do anything anymore, so we're not going to do anything anymore. So. Have they? I'm because I'm gonna speak for me. Um, I'm not gonna say I have, but I'm gonna also say it's out there and you see it and you hear it. And people are like, oh, they they need to quit if they're not gonna do that job. You can't do your job. Not you okay, okay. Look, see, this is where it gets a fine line because you know, I actually taught a citizens academy. So this is where you got the fine line. All right. So, yeah, people complain about rights being violated. And we're talking about the, you know, the the Terry stops, the stop and frisk rights and, you know, the right to hang out on the corner if you want to. OK, so those are the minor rights that people are talking about. Well, the only reason why crime was down was because police were going around violating rights. OK, OK, I, I cannot. I'm going to be totally honest. I can't deny that. Yes, sometimes some rights got violated. but. Look what look 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 at what the trade-off was. Okay, so you can't stand on the corner all dog all day. You can't just loiter on somebody's steps all day. Okay, so you can't commit those minor quality of life violations, but we're under 200 homicides for the first time. Yeah. People still have a level of fear and respect for law enforcement. Yeah. But once you lose that, we've lost it and we've and we've lost it for so long. How are we gonna get that back? Without it, some, if you, it, if you follow the law to the letter, because technically you can stand on the corner. You can stand on the corner all day and loiter all as long as you want. If, if the, the store owner doesn't say anything and there's no sign post, even if there's a sign posted, the police have to tell you to leave and then you got to come back. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hard. To, and, and what officer going to sit there and, and, and police that one corner all day when we're already short police? Right. And there you go. There you, go. you know, people really don't understand. And yeah, I, I I would love to roll up on those those five guys on the corner because probably one of them is carrying a gun. And I know they've been out there selling drugs all day. But do mm-hmm. I have the time to sit and watch them? No. Who's gonna who's gonna prove that they've been selling drugs all day? I can't just walk up to them anymore and pat them down and find the drugs. Can't do that anymore. 
So the citizens have to understand you guys want it to have you want us to stop violating so-called rights. You want us to stop those those stop and frisks because they were un, you said they were they were unjust or we were targeting people and it was it was we were racially profiling. It was it was predominantly hitting the black community. Well, look who's doing the majority of these violent crimes, honestly. In, in the black community. Absolutely. It is. It is what it is. A woman who has a black son, a black husband, I'm a black woman, and I was a cop. And I live in the city of Baltimore. So I'm not in Pennsylvania. I'm not on the outskirts somewhere in my cushy, you know, quiet, living my quiet lifestyle, my big house. I'm in the heart of the central district in Baltimore City. So I deal with it as a citizen now. Now that I'm retired, I'm a citizen. (laughs) Right. You see it. I see it. You see it. This is my life. Yeah, and it's crazy. I'm out my front door and I got Pookie and Ray Ray out there. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. And you already know the deal. What am I going to call? Call? call the police for? Because they probably don't did. even bother. Kenny, and I don't even bother. Honestly, it's been times I just go over there and they, and, and they call me Ma. You know, they know they know what I used to do. So they show a certain level of respect. But at, at the end of the day, come on, man. I'm, they're not going let to me, let me stop their drug game. Right. I can go out there and say, hey, fellas, you know, tone it down a little bit, you know, turn the music down, you know, y'all. Oh, okay, ma, all right, ma. But since I go in the house, (laughs) (laughs) right back. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that being said, this whole question of why do we like ghetto? Why do we love ghetto? Why do I, why do we, because people people will get mad at me. I don't care. People have been mad at me for who knows, right? Because they're like, you making, but no, but the question, it has to be, because we, we, we we are emotional. Black people are super emotional about everything. Voting, name it. We, right, we vote with emotion. We All right, I'm, I'm I'm raising my hand on this one. Ooh, 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 ooh. Call on me, call on me. So we so like ghetto because we call it culture. Oh, there we go. Ah, we associate that behavior that we call ghetto with black culture. Inner city black culture, think about it. Every city you've gone to, and if, if any listeners are really paying attention, think about your major cities where the population is predominantly black. There is a certain type of behavior, a certain type of, uh, I hate to say culture, but there's, there's, it is. It's that ghetto it's, mentality, a ghetto culture. It is. And they think that's what being black is all about. They have no ties to their roots, their history, the ancestors. They have no idea no. the 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 things that we've done. The 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 amazing accomplishments of our people has all been pretty much. I don't know if they're not learning about it. They don't care to hear about it. But nobody's teaching them about it. So all they see. Think about this generation. Think about what they're exposed to. They don't know the things that we know about black culture, the pride. They don't remember the pride. We remember, you know, Afro-American clean block. Right, the city you know, the We remember, exactly. We remember that pride. They don't. So what are they relating to? They're relating to the videos, the, the music videos, the rap music. They're relating to all the negative stereotypes that's been put out about the black community and they subscribe to it. They behave it. They live it. This is this this is what has become black culture. Ghetto. And the radio push it. Exactly. Yeah, that's all you hear. The culture, the culture, the culture. The culture. Do it and for you, the culture. And you go, and you go, <laughs> culture. And I never get an answer because people are afraid to 
we're afraid to call each other out, right? And it's it's almost like we don't want to be a we don't want to call ourselves out to white people or other races. We call ourselves out to each other under hey, you know underneath the that's table. That's right. That's right. They has to stop though, because this is why we're dying. This is why we're dying. This is why our kids are dying. This is why why you you know three. But do people. we have to call each other out in front of other races? Because I mean, they got their issues too, but you don't see them calling each other out in front of everybody else. Yeah, but they ain't killing they each, each other uh, either. Oh. Well, we we don't know. We we no. don't know because, like we said, the enemy, the media, only shows when it's in the black community. So we really don't know. Now we had a situation in um, Annapolis over the weekend. Yeah, that was you heard about that. That that was not us. Yeah, so called hate crime. But you see uh-huh. how I down too. Like yeah, they true. showed, it, but it was kind of like when we looking at this as a hate crime. Next, and weather. they already talking about mental health. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, mental health. You got PS, PTSD. Exactly. I'm, shit, don't we all, right? We all, if you're black in America, man, come on. We were born with PTSD. <laughs> that is so true. We said that mental health, we, that's a mental health. But yeah. again, we don't control the media. We, we, have, we have BET and all that shows is Friday movies. That's all we show. Friday part one, part two, part three. That's all BET shows. And that's it, right? So you're right. They don't, it, it doesn't really do it for me anyway. It doesn't educate anybody or anything because now they people think Lizzo, no offense, is a hero. Lizzo is a hero. To who? Mm-hmm. Maybe, okay, to you, to other people. I get it. Not to me. The Siskiki mm-hmm. Airmen were heroes to me. Amen. They are heroes to me. That's true. Those guys fought true racism, right? I get that. So when you look at it now and all you hear is, it's almost like, and you know this, the radio stations used to put out educational stuff, kind of. You know what I mean? It was, it was you, it wasn't all music. You hated the commercials, but you was like, okay, they put out stuff for the for the community. Now it's just, it's just. The culture. We're doing it for the culture. Morgan State University, but of course you're you're where you are, so you don't have access to it. But you know, I listen to almost daily, there's a um a program, Dr. K. Um, she comes on Dr. K Whitehead. She talks about issues in the community. She has people call in. So it, it gives me that little bit of ah, there still are some decent some people. <laughs> who actually get what's going on and who actually want to make a difference. Um, you know, but I have to go back and listen to a lot of the scholars and that's, that's where I learned. I, I taught my children. So if this helps anybody, you know, there, there aren't, there are a few out now. Um, YouTube, I stopped watching mainstream TV. A lot of my information comes from YouTube or from my library. I have a library in my house. Um, I listen to a lot of the scholars, um, John Henry Clark, um, yep. Yeah, there's, 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 I mean, we can even go back to Francis Cross Wilson. I mean, it's, it's so many people that we can tap into, but it would take our generation because we, we were, we, we were familiar with those people. Right. To teach our children. So, but we, at this point, I, I'm honestly, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of, I feel like it's a lost cause. I don't know what has to happen before we change or before something happens with our people. A war. And, and we're I not going to win it. We're not going to win it. We're not. We're not. We don't know how to grow food. We don't know how to survive outside of the hood. We don't. Nope. If we 
store and pick up groceries, how how do we feed ourselves? They don't, we don't want to start a fire. We don't know how to hunt for our food. Thank you. We, 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 we would not win a war. Thank you. You know, you can, you, you can kill your neighbor. You can, you can pick up that little, that little handgun or that AK-47 or whatever you have and shoot your, shoot, shoot your homeboy, shoot, shoot, shoot the guy around the corner, but try going against those militias out there. Right. And you know, it's, it's hundreds of them out there. Yeah. They ready for it. Ready for- they ready for a civil war. We're not. We're not ready. Mm-mm. You know, That's what I said. it's deep, Kenny. We, man... Since 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 we sliding into something else, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give it like uh, let me see. All right, so you know the last podcast because interesting to a lot of people about our lifestyle and things like that. So I will say this because a a Phoebe West, yes, that was. I mean, uh, should I say a best friend? He it was considered a best friend that I was working with who wound up. Um, Sleeping, uh, my 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 kid's mom. I'm not ashamed mm-hmm. of that. It happened mm-hmm. one of the worst one of the worst times of my life, and you learn people and you learn yourself from things like that, and then you just you get better or you do or you don't. So, you know, a lot of people are like you should have did this. You should have nah. I did. What, what, what yeah. can you do besides ruin your life? You should have shot him. You should have done for what? For what? I'm still in jail right now. And, and she would still be free to be with whoever somebody else. So exactly. you know, it wasn't. You know, it was painful at the time. Things happened, and like I said, um, it, yeah, you know, people are like yeah, they, but I also got to put blame on her too because she allowed it. She allowed the situation, regardless of what I was going through. You know, with that shooting and all, she allowed that to happen. Things happen. People fall in love, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, you move on and then, you know, you just hope that stuff like that doesn't happen again. Oh. And then, you know, you wind, up, <laughs> you wind up, like I say, going on a rampage saying, I need to date here another thing. And you know, it's funny. It's like, I want to, you know, usually I'm the person who doesn't care about sharing because I don't have anything to lose anymore. I'm not, I'm not still at the department. But in this case, as much as I would like to say, you know, I was married in the department and I was only married to one person. So if I say anything about my experience, everybody's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's kind of hard for me to share but I'll say that, you know, we got married young in an apartment and it got to a point where when I would see certain females, I honestly had to wonder, were you one of them? Were you one of them? So I literally had like three female friends in an apartment because I was so, what's the word? Um, I know. It's, it's, every, everybody was suspect. Right. Like, was this chick with my husband? Was this no. chick with my you know, and, and I'm not trying to put him out there, but it's a culture within the department that I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. So I'm, I'm wondering, I know the guest that was supposed to come on tonight, she's also a married officer. And so we talk about the culture in the department, you know, everybody's sleeping with everybody. That's just the whole general consensus that that's what cops do. But even when you call yourself protecting yourself and getting married to another cop, you know, you figure nobody's going to touch that. Come on. 
<laughs> we we all got guns. You really want to take that risk and sleep with my husband? Just like right. you said, you know, you got the same. It's one of those things where the, this is this is this is our culture too. We deal with a lot of the infidelity, um, a lot of the backstabbing, okay. and sleeping around. Whether you're married or single in the department, so um, I would have really wanted to get into that tonight, especially with our guest that was uh, supposed to be here. No, I'm gonna give, we're going to give her one more, you know, we're going to give her that sick day and get her back. And Because, uh, okay. you know, this is a conversation that we can continue because we had so much interest yeah. in the relationship series. So I definitely want to, um, you know, there's another young lady that I would love to have join us as well. She's a single female. She was an officer. So, well, I'm sorry, she, she was actually re- uh, a sergeant. So just to kind of get some different perspectives, you know, other than me and you. Okay. You know, yeah. some people, this is this is what's going on. And I mean, it's, it's a cop thing. <laughs> and yeah. I'm married now to a non-cop and he swears that every cop I know. <laughs> what, what, what did you say? It was right? one of my booze. That's what he calls him. That's one of your booze. No, it's just a cop worker. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. One of your booze. Oh, no, my God. Yes. It's just different. And, and people, people hate it. It's like, you'll do this. Yeah. No, you just different. You just learn to. It's a city within a city. And that's it the way is. it's a subculture. I call it the police subculture. Yep. And people don't think, well, it's wrong. Is it? Yeah, but Ooh, it's safe. Well. It's very safe to us. It's very safe. Because again, I can talk to somebody who knows exactly what I went through. Because I look mm-hmm. at it as this. If if I if I had somebody who kind of understood even back then during that first incident. Maybe things would have been different, but there was no. She didn't give a hell about that. She was like, right. "Me, me, 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 me." And again, she's great mom, great mom. But in that aspect of it, it was just like, "Okay, so shake that shit off and get over it." And you know, like I do, you can't just shake off shootings and get over it unless you a psychopath. Yeah, pretty much, you're a psychopath. You know what I mean? So. You know, I wonder if you had. I wonder if you hadn't married another officer or somebody in law enforcement, if things would have been different. You know, and, I, and it's just hard to say because I was married to a, you know, and it didn't work out. And you know, you just don't know. I mean, we do understand each other better, but yeah. we got our shit with us too. Absolutely. Can I say shit? Yeah, it's okay. You can say shit. I'm I'm good. <laughs> Spotify don't care. We good. <laughs> so. Real quick, I'm on Apple now, right? I'm I'm on Apple, Apple. We on iHeartRadio. I got some great guests coming up with the Breaking Barriers Unlimited. Like I said, he's coming up. I got a doctor coming on. She's going to get into the wellness and the uh, PTSD because this is Men's Mental Health Month as well. Mm-hmm. So okay. I got a couple of those things coming, and like I said, the show's getting really popular and really big and i'm really proud of it and you know you make part of that happen so i will thank you in advance because we're gonna stay top 10 man and we're gonna get it done but look upward upward we got this right so we're gonna finish this and real quick real quick shout out to the sponsors to my sponsors thank you very much for every contribution and it goes right back into the show so Oh, and we got a hundred dollar gift card coming up to a, a uh, lucky subscriber. But awesome. we're gonna do this. 
we're going to work on getting our very special guest back. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do that part three of the relationships. And I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let the ladies have it. And then, (laughs) yeah, I'm going to listen to the ladies version of this because it's very interesting as well. Coming Okay, well, as as your co-host, I actually want to hear you guys that. So I feel like, okay, if we do a ladies version and we do, so it's just us three, you know, given our perspective, I think it's only fair that we do like, uh, you know, the battle of the sexes type of thing. So I want to hear from the male perspective, you know, what you guys think when you see us walk in, you know, and into roll call, you know, fresh meat or, Mm -hmm. you know, what are your real intentions when you get with Mm -hmm. your, you know, your side partner? Do you really plan on wiping her or is she just another one that you're going to conquer and talk about on your podcast? Like Kenny Dean did. (laughs) You blowing the show. You blowing the next show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, you know, I'm always start some shit. So, yeah. All right. That is a hey, that's a perfect topic. We're going to work on that. So right. uh, until next week, guys, thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Keisha. Have a good night. All right. Good night.